Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Trucking 101. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101 the show that will not only help you survive your first year, but thrive in your first year. Um, The title of tonight's show is, Is the Grass Greener at the Other Carriers? So we'll be talking about changing carriers, when, when you should, when you shouldn't, why, all that wonderful stuff. Let me bring on my co-host, Russ Morgan. Hey, Russ. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, uh... Yeah, uh, it's you know when we were all talking to Becky the other day, this we were all discussing this, and well, we decided real quick that this could be a show, and uh, you know I can't think of a well, yeah, I can't think of a better place to do the show, but you know sitting here on the back porch looking at the pond, watching the ducks run around and what have you, uh, let me tell you, this is a good place to do a show from. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna bring Becky on and. Uh, She's going to go on a little rant about uh, 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 changing carriers and, uh, you know, is grass really greener on the other side? So, Becky, you with us? I am. Hey. Yeah, you know, it's come up on, I've seen several things on Facebook, and this was mainly owner-operators. But the same thing applies whether you're an owner-operator or a company driver. And that's always looking, you know, so-and-so went over to this carrier and they say they're just doing so much better. Or, you know, somebody over here is doing this over at this carrier. Well, there's a couple of things that you want to consider before you just jump ship and go to another carrier. Number one, a few exceptions. I mean, there's some really crappy companies out there, and there's some really, really good ones. But really, that's the 10% at the top and the 10% at the bottom. The other 80% in the middle, you're going to have the same issues, whether you're at carrier A, carrier B, carrier C, doesn't matter, because they're all doing the same job. They're all going to have the same issues. Um what a lot of people don't look at is what it costs to change carriers. Now, if you're an owner-operator, obviously, you know, it's, it's a cost to go to another carrier. But when you're a driver, a company driver, especially a new one, there is a cost associated with that. Um, number one, you're going to forgo a paycheck for a couple of weeks because when you quit the one carrier, you're going to have to go through orientation at the next one. Maybe they'll get you in the next week, but it may be the week after that uh, they're able to slide you into orientation. Um, they may pay you a little bit in orientation, but it's not going to be much. And so you're going to have that lag time as well waiting on another paycheck. So you can expect to lose two, three weeks maybe without a a steady paycheck, and that's a long time. So if you're really 
sure that you want to switch carriers, you need to have about a month's worth of expenses in the bank before you even consider it because you're going to go at least two to three weeks without a without a check like you used to having it. Um, another thing to consider is benefits start all over again. Uh, if you already had health insurance at your previous carrier, there's a few that start benefits from day one, but most places it's a 30, 60, 90 day uh, wait time to get on the group benefits. So that's up to 90 days now that you have to wait and start all over again on your benefits. You start all over with seniority. You start all over with um, vacation pay. You start over with everything. And so if it's not a substantial raise in pay or a substantial uh, duty, uh, like going from over the road to now I'm going to be a local guy where I'm home every day, so, yeah, that's worth the move. But if you're just moving laterally, a lot of times there's no reason to just go to another carrier. Um, you're going to have the same issues over there. I mean, we go to shippers. Whose, whose trailers do we see? We see the same ones, uh, Werner, J.B. Hunt, Landstar, whoever. We see the same trailers there. They're hauling the same freight for the same customers. They're going to have the same problems with cancellations and uh, slow freight periods and all of that. So that's another thing to consider before you just jump ship. And here's one other thing. If you've jumped ship, uh, Russ and I have a friend, and I don't know if he's listening tonight. He may be, he may not be. But we have a friend that had a bad reputation for a while of just going from carrier to carrier to carrier to carrier. And nothing ever, nothing ever fit. Well, if you're doing that, you kind of have to at some point look at it may not be the carrier. It may be you. Uh, yeah, uh, you might want to take over for a second because we have a dog outside. Okay, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw him off the bus for a second. You might mute yourself. Um, anyway, yeah, you know, um, he and I were discussing that whole issue, and... I think he's been driving now for about 14 years, somewhere in there roughly. Um, anyway, when we were talking about it, it's been a year or two ago, um, he had been with like 13, 12 or 13 carriers and almost the same amount of years. Um, just constantly jumped from carrier to carrier, you know, was never happy, but finally he got with um a carrier um that he liked um but you know not before I, I you know I completely ripped his backside off there for just jumping from ship to ship to ship cuz i mean he wasn't doing him any he wasn't doing himself any good at all um he was well, and, uh, and that's it I mean, you can't just keep jumping, and at some point you've got to kind of realize, okay, I'm having the same issues no matter where I go. Maybe it's the problem is me. Maybe well, maybe I need to change what I'm doing. Well, exactly. Um, you know, 
I mean, you know, the average new driver, uh, I went and looked some of this stuff up earlier. Um, you know, they're going to make about 40 uh, high-end, 50000 a year, and then the average driver who's been around for a while makes you know, fifty to sixty a year. You get some of the higher end companies you may make seventy, seventy five thousand a year. But, you know, you've got to stay there a while and kinda of pay your dues, you know, before you get to that. And you know, you uh I'm gonna I'm gonna get PG thirteen. Um you said it pretty well a while ago. There's bullshit everywhere. You know, and so it just it just depends on you know what you want to um deal with from the company. You know, I've been with a few different companies, you know, worked in the oil field. Matter of fact, Becky, if you want to talk about when we tried going flatbed for a while, you're more than welcome to talk about that. But you know, it where was I going with that? Uh anyway, it's uh, you know, if you stay at the one company for a while um, you know, you can work out whatever problems and what have you and, you know, and, and make a decent living. Exactly. Well, Melissa and I were talking earlier today, and um, and I know this is mainly for new drivers, but I know we have owner-operators that listen to this show as well. And here's what I see a lot of people doing, and it and it is a mistake. And to a certain degree, drivers can do this as well. But they want to just compare gross revenue or gross rates. Well, I make this percentage over here, or I make, you know, this much over here, and over there I can make five percent more, or you know, their rates are higher than they are over here. But what they fail to consider is is once all the math is filtered down, a lot of times what looks like a better deal on uh, at first glance is not because you have to figure in the um, benefits that you get or the intangibles that you get. Um, are you at a you know are you looking at a carrier that looks like they pay more, but there's a lot less um, Structural um, help there. Things like, I mean, we're, we're Lisa Schneider. Uh, we have drop yards and terminals everywhere, all across the country. That's worth a lot because there's a lot of places that we have terminals that it's hard to park. But we can just pull up into a drop yard or a terminal and have a spot to park for the night in a lot of very in quite a few very busy metropolitan areas. That's a bonus. Um, what other benefits do you get? Uh, some places make you pay for your fall columns, some don't. But you have to add all those things in to really get a true comparison is one place better than another. Because if you just look at the top line, that's not a comparison. That's not a true comparison, nor is it a fair comparison. But a lot of times when you run all the numbers, you'll be surprised at what carrier actually works out best pay-wise. But even for company drivers, you've got to look at the culture of the company. Um, Is it close to where you live? Do they have terminals where you like to drive? Do they... uh, Concentrate on lanes where you like to go. 
do they go to Canada or do they want to go to Canada? So those are things you need to look at and not just look at, well, that one pays two more cents per mile. Well, they may, but you may be miserable there. <laughs> I think I'd rather be happy for two cents a mile less. But it's, it's really not a thing to take lightly when you're looking at changing carriers, and you really need to do a lot of homework, not just on the pay rate, not just on the things that people look at, but a lot of the things that people don't look at that when they do jump ship, then they're like, oh, crap. You know, I wasn't doing this over at the other carrier. Now i got to do this over here. Well, you should check it out before you made that leap. Well, you know, so, exactly. You, know, you, you, you were talking about benefits. You know, um, I, I, you know, look at the company side here. Um, um you know, like you said, yards everywhere, access to maintenance everywhere. Uh, you know, and that that could go for uh, the owner operator side too. Um, you know, you know, look our big, the big operating centers. You know, ours have uh, cafeterias in them. Uh, you know, we can do laundry free. They have really nice, clean showers. They have TV rooms. Uh, you know, and this is just you know, I mean, it's it's medical stuff, but I mean, you know. Cup and bar for uh, you know for the uh, company guys. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of benefits offered at the big companies uh, that you've got to take that into consideration. Uh, what you're getting paid per mile. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of benefits. Uh, the you know a lot of little well, extras. Throw in. Go ahead. Well, I, you had said something about when we when we thought we were going to go flat betting, and we figured out that that was not the company for us. But I, you you brought up the maintenance thing, and I kind of laughed because I had spent my entire career at Schneider up to that point, and we went right back to Schneider. I mean, they still had our plates and everything. But I remember standing there, and they were touring the shop and the building and all that of the carrier we were thinking of going to, and I said, well, where's the – they showed us the shop, and I said – well, where's the express bay? And he's like, what? We don't have an express bay. <laughs> so I just assume, you know, everybody had an express bay, you know, where you take the truck in to do little things, mud flaps, tires, whatever. But they didn't have that. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. So, you know, what you take, uh, take for granted where you are, they may not have that where you're going. So, again... Fire beware before you jump from the fire into the frying pan. Or from the frying pan into the fire. But, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, I mean, I, you know, look at the pay cut. I mean, that's why, that's why we bounced back where we were. You know, the pay cut is going to be phenomenal uh, that we were going to take to go to a carrier. Now, you know, if we would have stayed there for a while and what have you, I mean – you know, if we'd have got into doing the the big stuff, you know, the heavy haul, the over-dimensional, the RGN trailers, the stuff like that, you know, eventually we would have, you know, we may have come out better. But, I mean, we were going to what, about an $80,000 a year pay cut, you know, initially. Yeah. You know, to jump carriers. And, um, you know, we really weren't ready to take an $80,000 a year pay cut. Um, matter of fact, they were shocked at the money that we were making. They were really shocked at the money we were making. You know, and yeah, this is a little low snotter. 
that you know we've been at forever. Um, so I mean, uh, you know, like you said, well, you know, all right. So let's talk about the owner operator side for a second. You know, uh, paying tolls. Uh, how about discounts on parts? Um, oh, fuel discounts. Uh, yes, fuel discounts. I mean, you know, every bit of that has to be uh, um, taken into consideration. Um, you know, a lot of the shops that we have access to, um, you know, the shop rate uh, is really good. Um, we, you know, we have uh, a few good shops there that, that these guys have been around for a long time, and they, uh, you know, they do quality work. And we can go in there and get their rate on parts, uh, get a very, very, well, actually really a low um Hourly per uh, um, hourly rate on labor, so I mean that's that you know that's a lot to consider, a whole lot to consider on the owner operator side, you know. So I mean we can sit here and argue both sides probably all night long. Yeah, and that's why I try to tell people that they just want to compare that top rate, uh, and you know without any consideration to, you know what other charges are they looking at, uh, trailer rental. Uh, some places charge for your Qualcomm. Some places charge for you to scan your bills through Transflow. Oh. Um, it, it may not sound like a bunch, but at the end of the year, when you add it all up, it can be substantial. And people just really need to take a few minutes and look at cultures and what they're trading for, what they're getting, before they just... I, and I know in trucking it's easy. It's kind of like in the oil field. I mean, people in the oil field would change jobs like they change their underwear, and probably actually more so. Um, but, you know, and trucking can kind of be the same way, but you don't do your, yourself any favors that way. But it, it's easy. Well, it's, no. You know, the trucking industry, it makes it easy to do. I mean, if you've got a clean driving record in a CDL, you can go to work somewhere else tomorrow and – you know that's that is good in one way, but it it can be very detrimental in another. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you brought up a really good point. You know, the oil field. I mean, I mean, we would we were seeing that. You know, somebody would wind up with a contract that we worked that we liked and what have you. Now, you know, or I say that you work that you like. That now all of a sudden you change carriers, and I mean, you may be changing oil field companies every six months. Um. And you know, it seems like you know, it seems like that's the norm in the industry in trucking. When it's definitely not the norm in the industry in business. And let me tell you, I mean, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I want to go to work for you," you know, this is my qualifications, what have you. I may sit and talk them on the phone, but talk to them on the phone and decide, "Hey, we like them." We find out they've worked for 13 different carriers. I can pretty much guarantee I'm not going to hire them. Well, and, that, and it goes the other way, Go too. I mean, when I tell somebody that I've been at Schneider for 15 years, they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I've been at Schneider for 15 years. Um, so they look at that, especially if you've got aspirations to do something other than be a company driver, Think with your future in mind, not just what sounds good today. 
So if you have aspirations to buy your own truck or become an owner-operator, let me tell you, the best way to be able to go in and get a truck, to buy a truck or lease a truck or whatever, is when you tell that uh, person on the other side, when they're asking you about, you know, your qualifications to see, well, are we going to loan them the money for this or not, is when they ask you how long have you been at that one carrier and you can look at them and say, oh, five years since my entire driving career, that carries weight. That carries a lot of weight. Um, Oh, Rather than, you know, job hopping, because if you're going to job hop, well, will you get tired of that truck and hop from it too? And so that's what they're looking at. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're 100% correct. I mean, that's, um, well, I, I, that's almost like, uh, you know, having extra credit in your credit line. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a good, um, uh, you've got a good job history with one company, you know, that shows stability. Um, so, And we're not yeah, saying I mean, don't uh, ever take because that's unrealistic. Um in some cases, but what you don't want to do is just willy-nilly, well, somebody pissed me off today, so I'm going to go over here to XYZ Company, because you know what? It'll be six months later, they'll do something to piss you off, and pretty soon you'll be at, you know, whatever else company. So before you do something, like I said, it doesn't mean don't ever change carriers, but just do it with some forethought and some intention and a little bit of homework behind it. And uh, we did, okay, but let me just say real quick for those who are new to this show, we did an episode on this way back in the beginning called uh, Choosing a Carrier, Designing Your Dream Job. And we went through the whole process of what you should do in order to pick a carrier, all the homework and everything you need to look at, stuff like that. So go check out that episode uh, if you're looking for a carrier. All right, so Becky, um, so here recently there were some changes here at the company, um, and you got a phone call from the big G. So, so why did we get that phone call from? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say his name. It's from Mike, uh, and and you should know what I'm talking about. So, but but what? Uh, tell everybody why we got that phone call. Well, we got the phone call because the carrier that we're leased to all of a sudden decided it would be a great idea if everybody had collision mitigation systems in their trucks, and that meant everybody. Everybody, it didn't matter um, if your truck was already here. Usually stuff like that is grandfathered in. They made the announcement that as of August 1st of 2018, every truck lease uh, to Schneider would have crash mitigation systems, period, end of story. Well, none of our trucks have crash mitigation system and we had just bought a, a 2014 I mean we had just bought it and I'm like okay so I start making phone calls and I find out well unless it was built with it from the factory or at least you know the wiring harness you can't just add crash mitigation to an already existing truck it won't accept it and so I'm like okay well let me call a couple of Freightliner dealers call a couple of Freightliner dealers, none of them have one on their lot because 
people just don't order them. So you have to order it, and you have to – it's quite a little wait, you know, to get it in. I'm like, well, you know, I couldn't have crash mitigation today if I wanted to. And so we made the decision we would go do our own authority, and we would leave. And we started the process. Well, got a phone call to say, uh, yeah, you know what, we're going to reverse that decision, and we're going to push it out to 2022. And so what they had was a bunch of owner-operators getting ready to jump ship because they had no choice. You know, some were going to wait until 2022. I wasn't going to wait because I'm like, well, you know, if if we're going to have to go, let's, let's go. You know, let's get this show on the road, but but we're still here, and in fact, I just talked to Melissa today and said, you know what, um, I still look to see whether I should be going somewhere else, and when I, you know, when I do the pros and the cons, I don't see making that much more money to make it worth going. Uh, but so, you still didn't completely get where I was going. Well, I, I guess I don't know where you were going. So, so he picked up the phone when when it, when everything was hitting the fan when um, when it was kind of blowing up over there. But one of the big Jesus picked up the phone and called Becky. And the reason he picked up the phone and called Becky is, you know what? We've been around here forever. Uh, we politely speak our mind, and they really wanted to know what we thought. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, you know, I, they really wanted to know what we thought, and Becky will not hold her tongue. Um, she flat out laid it on the table, and but I, you know, but but my point is, is that's another benefit of you know what we've been here long enough that we're respected. Yeah, we get invited to uh, all their owner operator conferences. They want. Our opinion, because we have been here, we we know the system, we know how it works, and we've been around the trucking business period long enough that, um, you know, we actually provide something when we all when everybody comes to the table. You know, they actually value our opinion. I guess is exactly where I was going with that, and I was kind of hoping you would go well, there. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, and I'm going to add to that because it's kind of something that Kevin Rutherford's been talking about here lately. And with the changes coming in the trucking industry down the pike, and whether they come five years from now, ten years from now, or 20 years from now, they are coming to where some drivers will just flat out be put out of business because of autonomous trucking and and some other things. But regardless of what carrier you go to, in today's environment, you need to make yourself indispensable. Don't be the lazy guy. Don't be the guy that just does enough to get by and and do whatever. Really do your job well and stand out. Learn about other parts of your company. Learn what's going on in the industry, not just what's going on in your truck. And I know we've this is going to be, I guess, a, a rehash of some of the other things we've, we've said. Get an Audible account and learn some marketing or some negotiating or, or something to help you move up the ladder. Even if you want to drive forever, that's fine, but there's other ways to do it 
um, whether it's owning your own truck or or any number of things or, you know, having, you know, people work for you. You're, you're going to need an education for that. Um, do something other than listening to sports or music going down the road. You've got a lot of time to to really to get things done. But I see the laziness where we are. I picked up a uh, trailer at Frito-Lay today. That's a food-grade uh, company. And I went to sweep out the trailer for our next customer. And whoever had taken it to Frito-Lay sure didn't sweep it out because that wasn't a mess from Frito-Lay. So take pride in what you do. You know, look look like you're there for business. Don't cut corners. You know, be the guy that when uh, – something's happening, they call you. They used to call me as a company driver. Can you do one more load because we really need to get it there on time? A lot of people right, well, what about what, what, another load. I'm, I'm going home. Well, fine. But at the same time, I could call and say, look, I need some more miles. And guess who would get them? So it's a two-way street. But don't in, in today's market, not so much today's, but tomorrow's market, you better have set yourself apart from everybody else, or you may not be truck driving at all. Well, well, look at what they do now with us. Uh, uh, I don't know how many times it's happened, but you know, it's not uncommon for us. Uh, you know, I, I very rarely call in. You know, I mean, we dispatch ourselves and so on and so forth. You know, every now and then there's a problem that I can't handle out on the truck, and uh, it's not uncommon for them to ask us, hey, look, we have a driver that's struggling. Um, can, can you talk to them? You know, can you, um, you know, show them what you're doing? And, you know, because, I mean, we've been successful all these years, and, you know, um, we've we've had some drivers that uh, will listen to what we're saying and you know, and go out there and be successful. And then we've had some that that just won't listen. And, you know, I mean, we, we work for us. Yeah, we're leased to a carrier, but, I mean, we work for us. But so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do what's best for you. You know, what's best for the carrier, what's best for you, what's best for all. I mean, like I said, I don't, you know, I work for me. And uh, but th- that's you know that's one way that we've made ourselves kind of stand out. That when we call in, they'll say, "Hey, would you mind talking to this driver? Would you mind you know helping them along?" Stuff like that. You know, I have drivers come up to me uh, pretty regular here. Not too long ago, and, uh, one guy said, "Hey, man, I'm really struggling. This brand new owner operator. Look, I'm really struggling. You know, can you help me along?" And I showed him something extremely simple on the load board that he had never seen before. And I gave him my phone number. I said, look, I said, pick up the phone. I said, you know, here, call me in a couple of weeks or, you know, here, call me, you know, later tonight or whenever. I said, let's sit down and you pick a load, I'll pick a load. I know you've done this too, Becky, but you pick a load, I'll pick a load, and then let's talk about why you picked that load, and then I'll tell you why I've picked this load and, and, and show you why. And, you know, but, you know, you kind of get on moving in the right direction, but, you know, Becky and I have done that to – uh, to stand out. Go ahead, Becky. Well, and, and here's the thing I was going to add, too. If you're a company driver, 
go go meet with your with your leader, whoever it is, at least once every six months. If they don't request a meeting and they should, you need to request that they route you in and go to and request thirty minutes of their time or twenty minutes of their time, so that you can sit down and find out. Okay, where am I succeeding? Where do I need work? You know what what else can I do? You know what can I do different to move ahead? So, a lot of people just think. You know, just get behind the wheel and drive. Well, you can do that. That's fine. But that's probably all you're going to do. And at some point, you're not even going to do that. Um, Especially if you're a a young person, trucking is changing, and it will be changing dramatically over the next 15, 20 years, and maybe even sooner. And if you don't know why that is, maybe you need to learn more about your chosen profession. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, that, that brings up a whole other issue of uh, you, you kind of said it's during the holder. I mean, you didn't say the exact words, but, you know, it's happened. I mean, I, you know, I've gone and picked up a trailer, you know, the light be out, what have you. You know, I used to have all the lights for the trailers uh, in the truck. Now, some of the new ones, um, uh, the way they put the lights in there, I can't change them. Uh, but if I can change it, I will. But, I mean, I, I've seen people there, and they're going, well, I've called the truck, you, you know, the, the service truck to come out, and I was like, you know, that's a little simple light. Let's get it changed out. We'll get you on the road, you know. And they'll say, well, I'm a truck driver. I'm not a mechanic. And I was like, well, you know, being a truck driver and not a part-time mechanic is costing you money. So, uh, you, you know, like <laughs> exactly. I said, you know, learn learn a little bit about this industry. I mean, um, you know, it, well, it like doesn't take – Yesterday, a, my, my marker lights didn't work. I had to get them working. So yeah. it's, you, you just got to learn that stuff as a company driver. Um, Melissa, do you have anything to add, or do you want to bring your dad on? Or let's uh, You guys have done a great job. Uh, if you think, think you've covered it, which I think you did pretty well, well let's go ahead and bring my uh, dad on, Don. We've talked to him a few times in the past. Well I, well, I got one quick thing. Well, by all means, bring him on. We'll take him in here in a second. I got one quick thing to add. Um, and let me, I mean, if we got any girls in this business who are afraid to get dirty, I have seen, matter of fact, I've got pictures I probably could post of Becky coming out under the truck looking like she has been dipped in a 55-gallon drum of grease. Don't be afraid to get under there and get dirty. Hey, so, I was pretty any, proud of myself. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to my dad just a second, but I'll share, I'll toot my own horn. Um, I'm not good on the maintenance side, but I, I'm trying to learn. Um, and I had a problem with a coolant hose on my truck that kept popping loose. First time it popped loose, I didn't even know where it was. The mechanic had to come out and fix it, and I watched him fix it, and it was really simple, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then a couple of weeks later, it popped loose again. As soon as I saw where the coolant was coming from, I knew exactly what it was, and I bent down in there, I popped the hose back in, uh, and I was good to go. I, I went to the shop, uh, you know, a little later and got the hose replaced because obviously it popping loose is bad. But I was proud of myself. You know, I replaced the hose myself all from watching the mechanic do it. I am willing to learn, and you should be willing to learn uh, if you want to grow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So by all means, let's tag in. Uh, uh, is Dawn. it Don? Don, yes, yes Dawn. his name's Don. 
Hey. Hey, Don. Hey, how how's you doing? it going? It's going nice. It's a very, I love the fall. Uh, yeah. So you've been with Schneider for how long now? Since uh, the middle part of September. So give us your first impressions of what it's been like um, as, a, as a truck driver since you've never been over the road before. Uh, I mean, like they have, uh, they're very concerned about you. Um, I, I like the fact that they they uh, talk to you, um, want to know how you're doing, uh, what what can they, you know, how can they help you do better. It's, uh, you know, I was thinking it was going to be a little a little different, like uh, there's going to be a lot on me, but they they treat you like you're a customer, which is pretty interesting. But my DBL. I caught her once today was the first time that she actually called me Don and not Mr. Smith. That was pretty amazing. Well, I mean, they they have uh, great, great stuff. They have great stuff for you to do. Um, They take care of you. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like it. So, uh, what what was the um, most difficult thing that you've had to deal with so far as a new driver? Well, the thing that I going into going into these large companies and not knowing where to drop a trailer, uh, not understanding the logistics of how the place is laid out, so you have to you have to ask them and just play dumb. They have never done this before, and well, what do you mean by that? Because they assume that you know all the lingo. Yeah, that's true. I still do it. I mean, even if I've been to a place a couple of times before, they'll go, have you ever been here before? And I say, nope, because <laughs> I can't remember every place, you know, so I just have to go through the whole spiel again because they're all different. Yep, yep. I was at one place, I think it was Goodyear, in uh I forget what city it's in now, but anyway, uh I was on I picked up a trailer on the other side of this particular place and then they had me go pick up a trailer at the same place but it was on it was another entrance and I didn't know it was the same place. And I went in and the and the guard said, Yeah, you've been here before I said, I have <laughs> So you know, it's just kind of funny that you get two different ways to get in this place and it looks completely different. Yep. So I was going to ask you what you found the most surprising, but I think you already covered that. You're, you were surprised at how well you've been treated. Yeah, they treat you very well. I, I was, I, I, I mean, you know, you guys were talking about the pay scale. Um, one of the things that, that I like about Schneider is that rather than pay you this high cents per mile they have figured out how to pay you per diem and mileage so that the diem is tax is tax free um so you make more take-home pay by doing it the way they're doing it rather than saying well i'm going to get more cents per mile that's another benefit that you know with with the experience they have that they give you that you don't even think about Right, yeah, that's 
that's very cool. And uh, they also have, you were talking about the pay skull, they have a lot of uh, bonuses. Um, yeah. But, like, like, I've never been a company driver for Schneider, so I don't know all their bonuses, but I know they have a bunch. Um, can you remember all of them? I can't remember all of them, but there's they they uh they plot out in your dispatch they plot out where you're going and when you put in how much fuel you have they tell you where to stop and get it and uh i i was surprised that they actually have company drivers that don't stop where they tell you to stop and you get a bonus for for stopping where they tell you to get fuel which is like well why would you stop someplace else it's just in it's just interest that and working um 25 days out of the month um and your mpg you get a bonus for uh you know staying within a certain mpg they have a goal that they they have set for you and um i mean there are other bonuses but i i don't remember what all they are yeah the bonus system has changed a lot since uh, since I was in there, but I, I I used to do real well. It was uh, I think when I was company side, it was uh, um, more so fuel mileage. But now they've added uh, um, a considerable amount of stuff to it, and seems like the la- I think the last time, yeah, the when I was yeah, just before I left and went to be an owner operator, I think my bonus could be uh, about. $1,200, which is a pretty nice little chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't been uh, I haven't been here long enough to figure out what all that stuff is, but I'm uh, just trying to be patient with, you know, figuring this out. I, you know, we, I switched over from being home every weekend to being home every other weekend because it appeared to me in short order that, you know, being home every weekend, I was just getting these short little, 100-mile, 200-mile runs, and that wasn't going to cut it. Um, and they were, you know, happy that I made that switch. And so, you know, right now I'm on a 600-mile run, which 650-mile, which is, which is good. And, uh, you know, it, they keep you busy. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, now something and, you may uh, want to look at. Uh, go, go ahead, Melissa. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, one of my favorite things about driving a truck, that's what I was going to ask, what you like the best. So I'll tell you what I like the best. What I like the best is being able to meet up with friends, like, all over the country. Uh, and uh, I'm going to get to see you tomorrow at the West Memphis Yard because we're both going to be going through there. So that's my favorite part. Uh, Russ, you can ask your question, and then he can answer my question. Okay. Uh, where was I going with that? Um said one thing you might yeah, want to ahead. look at. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, one thing you might want to look at um, uh, is uh, they have a lot of dedicated runs uh, that do get home for a week and what have you and actually will keep, um, you know, a good amount of money in your pocket. You know, if you decide, you, you know, you do want to be home every week and what have you. Uh, that is the benefit of being at a big company is uh, dedicated runs. Um, I'm not sure if we still have all this, but I know we have Pacific. We used to have that on Kimberly-Clark. Um, uh, in fact, I, I still have a uh, dedicated uh, flat stuff. I, there's not a lot of that anymore, but I know they have a 
<coughs> sorry, dedicated reefer side. Uh, uh, we even have some dedicated. Yeah, they they have dedicated for Walmart and Target and Pennies that I know of. Um, and I thought about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my DBL and see see what uh, what may come of that. Uh, actually, let me give you a suggestion on that. By all means, talk to your DBL on that. But find some of the drivers that are on it. And, hey, if it costs you lunch, you know, uh, so what? I mean, that's pretty cheap for some information. It may cost you a couple of lunches. But my recommendation is to sit down with that driver that's on the account and pick their brain over it. Like I said, if it costs you lunch, you know, lunch is not a big deal. Um, to really come out with some good information. But by all means, okay. ask, uh, ask anybody, I guess is really what I'm saying. But, you know, especially the drivers, because, you know, you're going you're gonna to find a driver who hates it. Uh, you know, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to find a driver who hates it, but you're going to find a driver that's been doing it for uh, three or four years and absolutely loves it. So, you know, and then it'll give you uh, some good information to, to make your own decision. Right. Right. The thing that I so, like about this this thing is the the truck is equipped that I could uh, that I can listen to some some books and some teaching. I, what I, what I want to do is I I, I want to get a a marriage and family counseling certification, and I can I mean I'm in the truck I'm driving for at least eight hours a day, and I can be listening to some stuff and get get some things accomplished while I'm while I'm driving and just looking out the window. Yeah. So would you say that is your favorite part? Yeah, I mean, I like the the, the opportunity I have to, well, you know, like you guys were saying earlier, to better yourself. Oh, that's, why, why just sit there and listen to, I mean, sometimes listening to talk radio is like, oh, my Lord, there's got to be something better on yeah. this. Yep. So, yeah, be, you know, it's good to 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 learn. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Hey, Stephen, Stephen just threw out a good suggestion, and I uh, I don't guess I realized this, but uh, uh, let me read this message here. Uh, it says, uh, "Company and dedicated jobs are posted on the uh, portal." So, okay, be a good place to look. Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, does uh, Stephen want to come on and talk about uh, his experience changing carriers? Um, I have no idea. I don't know if he's uh, hit number one or what. But anyway, uh, well, uh, did you have another question? I, I, no, I'm I do the, not. I, I'm, I'm not in front of the computer. I'm on the back porch enjoying this absolutely awesome weather and uh, being out over the water and what have you. So <laughs> I'm nowhere near a computer. I'm just on the phone now. Well, yeah, my computer is acting up, so the only person on the computer is Becky, so she would have to uh, do that. I thought Stephen might want to um, chime in, but that's all the questions I had for uh, for Don tonight. I just wanted to check in with him, see how he's doing. He's kind of our resident new driver, you know? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, this has been interesting, even even for me. I mean, uh, of, of li- uh, you know, it kind of brings me back to when I was, you know, uh, new with the company. I mean, I've, yeah, I've had a commercial driver's license since I was 19, but um, 
you know, actually dealing with the company. Um, going through that. Oh, Stephen is on here with us. Oh, my goodness. Mickey turned oh. his mic on. Hey, Stephen. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm here. I'm live. Hey, what do you think, hey, Stephen? You, you, go ahead, Russ. But, no, no, no. Go ahead. You, you were going good. Uh-uh. No, you had a, you had an actual question. Go for it. Oh, uh, no. I, I, you know, what do you think? What's, what's your opinion? Um, my opinion is, is I'm totally shocked. I get you tongue-tied, both of y'all. <clears throat> so, <laughs> anyway, um, it was nice to hear uh, Don chime in and um, give his um, input. I guess being a new driver, um, I went through the same process. <clears throat> but I guess changing carriers, I haven't changed mega carriers. I came from a totally different line of work. So it was breaking freight and local delivery. And then I also, Truck Drive MYS, did um, some off-road uh, log hauling and uh, road and bridge type stuff. And then I came uh, with Snyder. So I think Snyder for someone starting out is definitely a good way to learn and knock off of those rough edges. I mean, if you've gone through a driving school, you, you, you've learned the basics. Um, there's a lot of support there for you to actually polish those skills and being able to go into these operating centers like Becky and Russ has mentioned. There's always someone there that you can go to in the express bay or the service advisor or uh, the driver's uh, service desk and ask questions and get the information that you need. Um, I would say, you know, making that swap, it was exactly what Becky had said. You have to be prepared to go through the dry spell um, anytime you change jobs. It's nothing uncommon. I mean, whenever you go from working at, uh, say, one department store in a mall to another, um, sometimes you have to wait for that payroll cycle to kick in, um, benefits to kick in. It's, it's just um, you got to make sure that you ask um, a lot of questions before you make a change and um, kind of make up your mind that you're going to do what it takes to be successful. So um, you know, I've mentioned a lot of really good things, um, but uh, I would – Definitely suggest you know staying active on the uh, company website, Don, and um, looking at the jobs that are available. Different uh, dedicated accounts come up. There's Home Depot. There's um, I know that down in Alabama, which is not too far from you, Pennington, they pull a lot of paper loads out of there. Um, sometimes your backhaul or getting from one place to another would be just common freight, um, but uh, I had actually looked at uh, doing the Home Depot thing that's out of um, McCalla, Alabama, I believe. So, but heck, I you're gonna have to ask me some questions, I guess, to stimulate my thoughts. It <laughs> isn't so not out of you. Come on, usually, uh, you know, usually you're full of ideas here. But yeah, I mean that's. You know, and I know we talk about Snyder a lot, but I mean, there's a lot of big carriers that that have some good opportunities, just like this one. Um, you know, by all means, you know, if you absolutely have to change carriers, if for some reason you've gone through all your channels and you know, and have to change carriers, change carriers. But you know, um, 
you know, I guess our point is, you know, really sit down and do the research, uh, research, research before you jump ship. You know, that's it, right. I, I mean, mean it, it, yeah, it can end up costing you, uh, you know, uh, quite a bit of money. Uh, you know, I mean, if you figure, you know, if you're making, um, you know, eleven, twelve hundred dollars a week, and you have to go two to three weeks without a paycheck, you, you know, that can hurt your pocketbook pretty bad. I would think that some of the smarter moves uh, for someone to swap carriers would be definitely put in your time and make sure that it's a step up instead of lateral, like Becky was saying. And uh, if we're all pulling the same general common freight, hitting the same docks, there might be a couple of discrepancies. I mean, East Coast to West Coast. But, I mean, Walmart, Costco, whoever, uh, I mean, we all go to the same places. Very similar, and you, you you have to just really build, I guess, a track record, and it's hard for me to say that. Um, I haven't been out over the road as long as you all have, but I will say that it, every day is a learning experience, um, and servicing your customer, which would be your carrier or whoever you're leased on with or you know the shipper or the receiver, you've got to take the good with the bad. You're going to have people talk to you, you know, crazy, but, I mean, it's just part of the job. I've picked up uh, nasty trailers. Um, I've had, you know, uh, scrap loads with a ton of debris left in it after I left. Um, I've had people do a live unload and leave a bunch of broken pallets, and my first, you know, reaction would be, you know, you paid for that pallet because it's on the manifest. You need to get all of your pallets, all the pieces. But, I mean, it's just you got to take it with a lump of salt and, uh, you know, just a grain of salt and just keep going. Um, it's just part of the business. So um, as far as being, I guess, prepared to do a little bit of mechanical, you know, work, uh, doing, getting dirty, I mean, that it's part of your pre-trip. I mean, you're not going to know whether your brakes are in a, an adjustment unless you get up under the, the tractor and get up under the trailer. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot to be said that if you show up and you don't have mud flaps or a, a tail light or a license plate light or something that causes you to be out of service, you go to the first easiest resource, which is calling, you know, the after hours number, 800 number, and that's costing money. It costs more to send a truck out than it is for you to pick up that part from, you know, the shop and put it in yourself. And, well, you're not a mechanic, but you don't get paid unless you're turning over miles as a company driver. So do you really want to take a three- or four-hour delay having someone come out and fix it for you and lose those miles today. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I do understand that everybody has different expertise and experience, but if you're not willing to learn and you put that on someone else, then you're not as valuable as the the next driver. I mean, there's a lot to be said there. Stephen, let me me throw you under the bus because you you know you brought up a bunch of good points, and I'm going to throw you under the bus politely. Um, uh, yeah, the, those of you that listen to us pretty regular, we've had Stephen on here a few times. Uh, we hired Stephen a little over a year ago, 
and I have been just absolutely amazed at what this what he has learned, um, and I mean in his progression with uh, working on trucks, with um, you know finding freight, uh, with just handling just day to day business. And he's the perfect example of what we've been talking about here today. He's absolute perfect example of what an absolutely awesome employee is and somebody who's not afraid to get his hands dirty, somebody who's not afraid to get out there and learn something, somebody who's not afraid to raise his hand and say, hey, I don't know, can you help me? And uh, even today, uh, and as, as smart as he has gotten and as much education he's gotten here over the last year, uh, he's still not afraid to pick up the phone and call me or Becky and say, hey, guys, what do I do here? Um, and, you know, and, and take charge and, and completely better himself, better our company, um, you know, uh, take care of uh, his customer, which is Snyder, and – uh, and their customers, um, and, and I hope everybody can strive to do as well as he's done here over the last, like I said, a little over a year, year and uh, what two or three months, whatever it's been. Um, but uh, it's you know absolutely amazing the strides that this man has made, and you know if you really want to get into this business, I mean he's the perfect role model. He, he he really is for. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, I, I I know I told you I was gonna put you under the bus politely, but I, but it's true, and I, I guarantee Becky will back me up on everything I just said. Uh, well, I overdo. I do overanalyze. <laughs> you you overanalyze. That's, that's, that's the only problem, and that's if the that was the nicest way ever, that you're putting it. <laughs> well, you do. You overanalyze things, but give me somebody who overanalyzes a problem and let me go. Hey, dummy. Let's keep it simple, stupid. Everybody's heard of KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, let's look at the simple stuff first, and then we'll figure out the hard stuff. But I mean, you, you've you've calmed that down. I mean, yeah, you still go, you still overanalyze things, but you do look at the simple stuff first. So uh, well, anyway, oh, look at here. We're, we're down. We're down to a couple of minutes left. So. Uh, uh, by all means, uh, uh, if you got anything else to say, and then I guess we'll let Melissa close it or I'll close it, whatever. I, I would say real quickly that if you want to succeed, you're going to analyze things. And I guess the um, you want to be – you want to achieve certain goals. So if you put, set out – you know, set forth certain goals, learn something each day, watch um, an informative YouTube video – a day or read something like the owner's manual on your truck. Um, and it's boring, but you know, a couple of pages, it doesn't take but a minute. If you're sitting at the shipper receiver, it doesn't take long and you can do that. Um, but in the beginning, it's going to be overwhelming and you can't get it all figured out in a day, a week or a month. Um, so I just encourage everybody to look, look towards the future. Look for that first year. What do I want to have where do I want to be in a year? So I wish everybody success and uh, keep it simple. Well, I couldn't yeah. have said it any better, so I think we got to close the show just like that. appreciate everybody calling in. 
Uh, and we will be talking to you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.